听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. Hello and welcome to this Glamorgan Cricket Podcast for YYFM. I'm your host for this episode and this coming series this summer. I'm Blake Bint, and I'll be joined by Dan Davis, my partner in crime from the test series podcast over the winter um, we're lacking Dan Whiting this time if you listen to that series but we'll be very very happy to bring you this uh, podcast this summer covering the only Welsh professional county for Yway FM so Dan Davis county season just round the corner now how happy are you to be returning yeah I'm ecstatic really it's been such a long wait since um, the last round of fixtures and obviously that last round was so dramatic with the way things went that Liam Norwell performance is fresh in my mind really and we've had a lot of test cricket to sort of keep the the hunger for cricket ticking over but I'm really excited for the domestic stuff to return again as a you know as a Gloucestershire fan obviously an admirer of Glamorgan as someone who lives in Cardiff yeah I'm really excited of course yeah a, a lovely test winter from an English perspective with baseball and it'll be interested to see how that'll be brought into the uh, the county system as well um, so if we just go straight into it from Glamorgan's point of view then, last season coming third in Division 2, just missing out on promotion um, and a slightly under underwhelming white ball performance. Do you think they'll want to replicate last season and just go one better to get that promotion in the red ball? Yeah, um, they've, they've split their their coaching staff now. So they've got Mark Lane is uh, looking after the, the short format and... Matthew Maynard can totally focus on the four-day stuff. Um, they didn't miss out on promotion by very much last year. They finished third with 216 points, which is only nine points behind second-placed Middlesex. Um, so I think they would be hopeful that they can go one better, but they've they've had a few outgoings that they'll have to deal with. Um, but I think they'll fancy their chances this year. If we look at, you said, just nine points short of Middlesex last year, their team on paper is kind of exceptional you know Toby Rowan Jones Tim Murtagh um, in particular leading their seam attack and when likes of John Simpson um, friend of the show Dan Whiting's all-time favorite player I think and uh, and Sam Robson as well at the top of the order so just nine points off that I mean it shows um, the team is you know largely based around Manus Labashain and Michael Nisa I think it's fair to say um, but yeah certainly they've got the potential to, to do so would you say? Yeah, I think they do. Um, they've obviously done so well last year. They've obviously got people that can bat. You know, they've got that Sam Northeast innings last year was pretty spectacular. I think David Lloyd also scored um, a triple century at one point. So they've got a lot of batting. I'm slightly concerned about their bowling attack, but I'm sure they can pull it together if uh, if Matthew Maynard is totally focused on the four-day stuff rather than having split responsibilities. So I think they've got a chance, but they just really need to sort that bowling attack out. Yeah, we'll come on to the bowling attack now because over the winter, of course, as in any sport, uh, any team sport, there's incomings and outgoings to talk about. And uh, the seam attack is something that's definitely been effective for Glamorgan. Um, and of course, the new coaching system, which you mentioned as well, Mark Alaney coming in for the, the white ball and Matt Maynard can focus on the red ball. Um, so we go through the outgoings first. Michael Hogan, Glamorgan stalwart, James Wheel. Rory Smith, Lucas Carey and Tom Cullen so four of the five being uh, fast bowlers there being replaced with only Harry Podmore really as a senior and then Zainal Hassan a promising youngster and a couple of academy players as well um, really tightening their squad there Dan 
Yeah, they've always had a large squad. Um, I was reading they've always had a, a bigger than average squad size, so maybe they just need to streamline that a bit. I imagine it's quite difficult to focus on your players if you've got so many of them. If you relate that to other stuff recently, you've got that Chelsea football club. You know, they were talking about how difficult it is to have training sessions with a huge squad because you've got to focus on so many people. So maybe a streamlined approach will make it easier for them. Maybe it'll save a bit of money as well. Um, but it's going to be tough having, you know, got rid of so many seamers and only having brought in a couple. Um, you know, Harry Podmore didn't play much first-class cricket last year. And Zainal Hassan's sort of unproven. He's never played a first-class game of cricket. Um, he played one list day game for Worcestershire. Uh, I think it was in 2019. So they've got a lot of work to do with that bowling attack. And I'm I'm not sure it's up to it. But I'm hopeful that Matthew Maynard can can get something out of it that maybe we can't see yet. Yeah, I think from an outside perspective looking in, it's certainly, like you said there, maybe something he sees that we don't because... I think the way it looks is Harry Podmore is going to be leading the seam attack. And like you said, he didn't play a great deal for Kent last year. I think that was injury affected. But, um, you know, you've got the experience of Michael Nisa, who will be missing the opening game and is uncertain of his future with the Ashes as well. If he's going to get called up, that's also going to, of course, have a big effect. Um, James Harris, who's ageing now, was um, was underwhelming last season, I think, to, to say the least. Um and then you've got the inexperienced Red Bull bowlers of Dan Dalthwaite, Jamie McElroy, who need to step up and prove a, prove a point this year. So can you see them picking up 20 wickets in the majority of games? It looks a, a difficult feat from uh, just on paper. I currently just can't see it, to be honest with you, but I'm hopeful. You know, Tim van der Gooten as well as one you could mention. He's a good player. He's take, he took 24 wickets last season. Um Obviously, Andrew Souls is a good spinner. He's always done well. Um, but, you know, Michael Hogan took 45 wickets at 27 last year, and, and I don't really think that they've they've made up for that um, from that, as an outsider looking in. I don't think they've, they've covered those wickets with these new, you know, with their recruitment. Um, but maybe, you don't know, you know, maybe Zayn Olasan will be the, the breakthrough star of the season or Harry Podmore will discover the good form he had before last year when he was injured um so yeah i'm hopeful they can do it but at the moment i'm i'm pretty skeptical about it and just on the squad cut as well i mean injuries of something that have affected a, a lot of these players and fast bowlers are um historically the most injury prone i mean as i mentioned as well harris aged 32 tim van der Gooten's over 30 now he had injury problems last year McRoy had injury problems last year it seems one injury's uh, really going to set them back a notch with the seam bowling. I just don't see the depth there. You look at other sides, like Warwick just seem to have scores of seamers, um, and I just don't see that depth. There are only four or five of them, I think, and if a couple of them go down with injuries, and, you know, fast bowling is a strenuous thing. We see these stress fractures all the time, all kinds of knee injuries, all these little niggles. It'll be a tough... They'll have to have some good conditioning coaches I think because a couple of injuries and they could be in a bit of trouble with those seamers and they are aging a bit you know you said James Harris and Tim van der Gooten are a bit older um, so we'll see but hopefully um, it all goes to plan and um, and they can push you know like they did last season and just before we come on to preview this Gloucestershire game of course there was a bit of pre-season um, 
games to cover just before this this opening match against Gloucestershire starting on Thursday. Um, not one Glamorgan would have wanted the historic defeat to the students of um, Cardiff University and Cardiff Metropolitan um, labelled the UCCE. A defeat to them will not be something that's filled their confidence going into the opening game, will it, Dan? No, that's you know that's really not great. Um, you would expect. I mean, they are professionals. These guys from the university, although they are great players, I'm lucky enough to have played with a couple of them in my life. Um, you know, I know how good they are, but they're playing against people who have paid money to, to you know, play cricket. So it's a real tough one to take. You know, to have a bunch of uni students turn up who are studying degrees on the side, and to to play like Glamorgan did. Um, it's quite embarrassing, really. But who knows? Maybe it's just um, you know, that's what pre-season's for. Um, they've got to find their rhythm again, and maybe the lessons they've learned from that game against the UCCE team will will put them in good stead going into this Gloucestershire game. Yeah, I suppose another important thing about pre-season is making sure everyone gets um, fit and ready to go. So, do you think they'll be less concerned about the result and more happy with um, batters getting time at the crease and bowlers getting overs in the legs? Yeah, I think that would have been the priority, to be fair. Um, I'm not sure they'll be too concerned about it, but it, it's not a great look to see them lose, as they did. But, yeah, I think as long as people have got the overs in, they've got the the time at the crease, um, I think that's what they'll, they'll really have wanted, and they'll probably be happy enough that people are just getting back into the rhythm of playing you know, long-format long cricket before the season starts. One thing that is promising... Um wickets for Dan Dalthwaite who's not uh, been much of a red ball player in past seasons so um, and hasn't played a first class game since 2021 so for him to make that return I think he must know somewhere in his mind that he's got a, a part to play this year with the red ball with the squad cut as we mentioned um, is that something they'll be in, enthused by do you think? Yeah well he's going to have to play the four day stuff I think looking at at the bowlers they've got, um, I think don't think they can afford to be too picky, particularly if he's, you know, picking up five wickets against what's clearly a decent side. You know, it's like they lost to, so um, I think they'll be really hopeful that he can be the man to step up in Michael Hogan's absence now that he's moved on. And at the UCC game following Dan Dalthwaite's Pfeiffer, I spoke to him, and here's what he had to say. That's a good feeling, especially after the last few years of Red Bull cricket for me. I think it's been a bit hit and miss and something I've definitely worked hard on this winter to trying to um, sort out my consistency. From the chats I've had, you know, I'm kind of there or thereabouts touch wood, so if selected, um, it's a great opportunity for me to state my claim and, you know, just like I said, play as much Red Bull cricket and, uh, you know, be a part of as many wins for Glamorgan this season as possible. So now if we move forward to preview this Gloucestershire game, um... Gloucestershire coming down from Division 1. Tough test, first game of the season, and I'm lucky enough to have you joining me uh, as a Gloucestershire fan, so hopefully you can give some unbiased but also um, enthusiastic opinions on this. So um, how do you see this one going, first of all? Well, it was very frustrating following Gloucestershire last year. There was a lot of, you know, not great cricket. There was a lot of low points, but towards the end of the season, after Gloucestershire had you know, sort of realised that it was over and they were going down. They seemed to play with a new freedom uh, and they played spectacularly well in those final two games. Um, Tom Price picked up an eight-wicket haul towards the end of the season and he took a tenth from the match. 
Um, so that's really exciting. Zafar Gohar seemed to... Well, he was the, the mainstay of the team, really. He was the one shining light we had throughout the season. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a great season. But now, you know, following those those sort of results towards the end of the season, I'm, I'm very hopeful with Gloucestershire, actually, um, because it was just a, a brilliant final two games to watch after a lot of dross, really. I think there is a lot of talking points around this game. Uh, like you said, they had a very good end of season, beating Yorkshire, and I think it was Warwickshire in the, the final two game weeks. Um, one area where I suppose they might have a bit of strength in, in this um, matchup in particular, the overseas department, Marcus Harris and Zafar Gaha, two players that won't be affected by internationals this summer, and with uh, Glamorgan missing Michael Nisa and Manus Labashain for this fixture, just Colin Ingram at their disposal in, in form of overseas players. Uh, do you see Gloucestershire just having that edge there? Yeah, well, Marcus Harris had a a relatively good season really he scored quite a few runs last year um, in the games he played he seemed to do okay so um, he scored 100 at one point I remember he scored 159 I think it was um, so I'm quite hopeful in him and obviously Zafargo Hard took bags of wickets he's always a good player to watch he always he's good he can bat as well he he does all right at the you know at the end of the order um, so yeah I think those two will be really crucial in this game um particularly Gohar because I think he was the standout last year um, so I'm quite hopeful that they'll carry on that form from the end of last year into this um, there's no reason why they shouldn't so yeah I'm pretty sure that'll be a, a big difference given how good Marnus is and how good Michael Nisa is um, and they're going to be missing um, I think that'll be what it turns on almost in this game and of course uh, Chris Dent as well Dan Whiting will be happy with us mentioning him Chris Dent forming the opening partnership with Marcus Harris. That'll be a tough one to break, not only for Glamorgan, but throughout the whole season in Division 2 especially. Yeah, well, Chris Dent was, was vital in Gloucestershire being promoted the year before last. Um, he was the main man, really, in that side, opening the batting. I think he scored, he scored over 1,000 runs. So, you know, he knows everyone knows he can do it in Division 2. I'm sure he'll do it again. He scored quite a few runs in Division 1 last year, to be fair. So... I think he'll be he'll be one of the main men for Gloucester this year if he can step up like he did, um, you know, like a few years ago. And yet, with Marcus Harris, that will be a really tough partnership to break down. There's two players of immense quality there, um, and you know, we were talking about Glamorgan's bowling attack earlier going into this game. I just don't see them having the, the firepower to break it down. And uh, Glamorgan, like you said, with the the batting. Earlier on, Sam Northeast, a big 410 not out last year. David Lloyd with a triple century as well. Um, and Gloucestershire massively missing David Payne. Do you feel their seam attack is just slightly below par where it should be? And if Glamorgan are going to win this game, it's to score runs. Yeah, they're going to have to score a lot of runs, I think, uh, with that bowling attack. They're missing Marnus, obviously, but Sam Northeast and David Lloyd are quality players. They've got good batting, um, Colin Ingram as well as you mentioned before. So I think they will be all right to be fair. Cause I think Chris Cook as well has has gone a bit under the radar. Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, he's a good player. So with David Payne out for the foreseeable, um, Gloucester don't have that much firepower. They're going to be relying on on Tom Price now that Ryan Higgins has moved on to Middlesex. 
um, you know, Zafar Gohar obviously as well. Um, but other than that, without David Payne, you know, there's Ajit Dale who had a strong end to last season. I'm sure he'll be playing this weekend, uh, this week. Um, but yeah, there is there is a, a gap. You know, there's a there is an opportunity for Lumonga to score a lot of runs um, going into tomorrow. I think. Do you think as well? First game of the season, early April, Zafar Gohar, obviously very dangerous bowler, probably, arguably the best spinner in in Division Two at least. Playing them first game of the season when turn is less likely and the seam is more to worry about for the batters. Do you think Glamorgan have really uh, pulled one out of the bag drawing Gloucestershire first game where Gohar will probably be at his least threatening? Um, I would say, yeah, that is a good time to play. They have got lucky with that, but they will have to face, you know, the former Glamorgan player, Marshall de Langer. So, you know, he bowls 90 miles an hour. He's fast, he's sharp. He's going to come at Glamorgan. Um, you know, with, with Tom Price, those two will probably open the bowling. Maybe Gohar won't have the impact that he had at the end of last season because a lot of those wickets were at the tail end of the season when it was spinning a bit less. Um, so it probably is a good time to play Gloucestershire given you know the impact that Gohar has on that team and how many wickets he takes. It's far more than anybody else, but I would still be worried about Gloucestershire seamers, to be fair, because DeLang is going to come in with a lot of experience. He's played test cricket um, for South Africa, um, and I think it'll be a decent seam attack, even... And I think they will probably struggle, even with Gohar being probably impacted by you know the pitch being less friendly to him. And then just finally to preview this one, then so just a result. What 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 outcome do you see from this game? Ignore the rain. Either side to pick. Which one are you going for? I'm going to go with Gloucestershire. I do think they've got you know they've got decent batting. You know Marcus Harris, Chris Dent, um, James Bracey. James Bracey obviously played Test cricket for for England not, not too long ago, but um, I just think Gloucestershire have probably got too much for Morgan. But you never know, you know. Um, as you said, it's probably a good time. Gohar won't have that impact he had at the tail end of last year. I just don't see Glamorgan having the seamers that the seam attack they'll need on this pitch, and I don't think Salter will make you know similar to Gohar. I don't think it'll make the difference he might have made later on in the season. Um, so I do think Gloucestershire will win. But I'd like to see a good showing from Glamorgan, really, because you know they've got hopes of going up, and and I hope they can do it. Maybe we can go up together. Yeah, I think I'll join you on that one. Um, Glamorgan and Gloucestershire, probably the biggest game in in Division Two in the opening week. Yorkshire, obviously, a big talking point coming down from Division One. They're playing Leicestershire, so they'll be expected to win. So really, I think on paper, this is the the fight for the second spot for promotion. Um, so hopefully we get a good contest and obviously the Glamorgan players are, are very capable as you said with uh, the pre-season I think Kieran Carlson slightly underperformed Sam Northeast struggled against the UCCE so that's probably a bit of a confidence knock even though all the experience and runs in his past um, I think if you asked me a week ago I would have said Glamorgan would edge it at home as well but I think now based on the UCCE game particularly and the form that came out of that I think I'll join you with the Gloucestershire win um, and just on the back of that it's a long season so it's a bit early to say where are you placing the Welsh side in the table oh it's a tough question I don't think they'll they'll do it to be honest with you I think Gloucestershire and Yorkshire squads are too strong 
Um, you know, I don't really think that they've got the firepower. Worcestershire look good this year. They've lost Mo and Ali, but they've brought in some really good players. Um, I do think that um, Luke Glamorgan will struggle this year. I don't think they'll go up. I'm going to go mid. I don't think they'll do too badly. I think I'm going to go mid-table. I think the batting will carry them this year. Draws are worth less than than they used to be last year, and you know they did pick up a few draws last year, um, more than they probably should have done. So. I think they'll they'll finish in the middle of the pack. I don't think they'll be too far down. You know, Leicestershire are going to be bottom of the table again. They always are. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll go maybe fourth or fifth. Hopefully they can push, but I, I currently don't see it. But we'll see what happens with the bowling attack. And, you know, Matthew Maynard totally focusing on that four-day format is going to benefit them greatly, I think. As you mentioned, less for a draw. Five points for a draw this year, plus bonuses rather than eight. Of course, rain will come into effect that. But otherwise you've got to take 20 wickets and I think that's the crucial thing and uh, that's exactly what you're saying there a lot of dependency on probably Michael Nisa who they're missing in this game yeah I mean it's going to be a real shame but when he comes back you know that could make all the difference I think we're we're probably putting a bit of a downer on Glamorgan's prospects here because they are playing such a strong team first up you know losing to Gloucestershire is there's no shame in it. That is a good side who were in Division 1 last year and, you know, performed at points like a great Division 1 team. So there's no shame in saying that Glamorgan might lose this game, as I think they will, because there are other teams that are far weaker than Gloucestershire um, who I think they'll they'll have a great chance of beating. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll have a decent chance this year, but I don't think they'll push for those places um, without, you know, without the bowling firepower that they had last year. Well, that's all we got time for for this opening episode of this Glamorgan podcast for YYFM. Be sure to join us next week where we'll review this game. There's no game for Glamorgan next week with Durham starting on the April the 20th at Sapphire Gardens. But of course, if you're in the area, get yourself down to Sapphire Gardens to watch Glamorgan against Gloucestershire between the 6th and the 9th of April. But for now, that's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from me. Deal Cambrando in YYFM. Am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddilyniad lein ac i ar ni wybod beth hoffech chi glywed nesaf, ewch chi it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.